0: Yo, Mac. Ladies and gentlemen, dry. C5, wing time, Ow. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Woo. sound, 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 sound. Let me see Your you gift game, I mean, I is game is so fucking it, bad, it, though. On, <laughs> <know>. oh <my. laughs> it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It was so bad. You were trying to chirp Mike. You were sitting on my couch in the fourth quarter of that Monday Night Football game, which was whatever. Yeah. And you said, hey, Mike, little did you know, he responded right away and said, hey, Anth, how was your night? And you're trying to find the suck it, eastbound and down gif,
0: and you, it's nowhere to be found. This isn't on me. This is on WhatsApp. Really? WhatsApp, figure it out. I typed in eastbound and down. I typed suck it. What more do I need to do? I don't know. If it's not in there,
1: I don't know what it is. I think that's the one thing that Mike Dottle can actually teach you when it comes to
0: football or fantasy football is how to find the suck it gift. Just that one gift On WhatsApp. Just that one gift. Well, Mike can still suck it. Tones, Take that L. Tones In the first. We're two and 2-0 oh in this room this week. Oh, we're holding the dicks. We're holding the <laughs> They can't see it, yeah. but we're doing the finger high five thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are fingering each other. Wow. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why don't we... It's off
1: the rails already! <laughs> we're, we're happy. We're happy after this week, and we'll get to the matchup soon. Why don't we start with some news coming into this week, and that was trade flurry action specifically. again. Yeah, specifically
0: starting with CRG, who made some absolute moves earlier this week. Yeah, CRG just wanted some attention. I am uh, convinced of this. He trades Philip Lindsay, his keeper, and the ninth, to Ryan for Brandon Cooks and a fifth. The second time this year Brandon Cooks is dealt. He wasn't done. Trades Calvin Ridley and a tenth to me for Curtis Samuel and a sixth. Then trades Jordan Howard and a fourth to Franco for Joe Mixon and a tenth. Yep. My man put in work. He was. Mike's painting of a picture of him with no socks yes. on a bed at IKEA is. I'm just convinced that that is exactly what happened. He put in work. George, what do you think? Overall thoughts here. Overall, I think I like it because he's making
1: moves. He's getting picks. He's taking a chance on Mixon. He's acquiring Brandon Cooks, who could maybe be flipped, but probably not. Well, he's concussed. Yeah. His well, brains are scrambled. His brains are absolutely sunny
0: side up and rotten
1: right now. I don't know. I like it because CRG is making moves. And CRG being involved in this league is really, really good. Because when he wakes up from his slumber and afternoon nap and decides to make trades, big shit happens. How mm-hmm. many fucking trades has this guy made this year? Tons. And he's trading away keepers and acquiring other keepers. Mm-hmm. He's taking a
0: chance on Mixon, which I absolutely
1: love. Who knows what like it's gonna be next year, right? Like
0: this is The worst it can possibly get for Mixon. Yeah. He might never return to leading the AFC in rushing like he did a year ago. But, like, I like the just, hey, let's take a flyer. Let's take a shot. What does he have to lose at this point? Absolutely.
1: Moving on, we go to a Rob trade because it's another week and Rob is shaking his team up again. Rob and Dan again making a trade. And Rob's trading Patrick Mahomes, his boy, and a ninth to Dan for Matt Ryan and a fourth round pick. Thoughts?
0: Yeah, I like it for Dan. I think that's a smart move. I don't think anyone... We often forget about quarterbacks, defense. Like, you made a trade for a defense last year, and it actually mattered. Yep. And, like, getting a quarterback like Mahomes could be the difference in a playoff matchup. If that guy has one of his crazy, ridiculous, five-touchdown monster games, you just won a playoff game right there with your quarterback spot. We can talk about the RBs and wide receivers all we want, but those guys win you weeks, life is good. I thought Rob... Did you think this? I thought Mahomes was kind of in the keeper contention for Rob considering how much he's been trading away former keepers. I don't know. I thought he might have been in the mix there. It's something Rob would actually do. And considering like he's not going to keep Gordon and Eckler, I mean, obviously a lot's going to change in that situation. But The thing is that Patrick Mahomes has actually been human this year.
1: And if you look at the first three weeks of his season, he goes 27, 31, and 27 points. His next four weeks... 18, 18, 19, and 7. But didn't he get hurt in that gets, exact time? In No. In the last week against Denver, that week 7, he gets hurt. He puts up 7 points. But the three weeks prior to that, 18, 18, 19.
0: I feel like he was playing through an ankle thing. I, I remember see. him limping. I remember the Oakland game. He was limping a little bit. Like, I think he was playing through it, and then the other injury happened, and it was like, okay, let's shut him down for a few weeks. That's fair.
1: You know what I don't love about Patrick Mahomes this year? Go ahead. Week 14 at New England. Week 15 at home against Denver, week 16 in the fantasy finals at Chicago. I'm not crazy, and I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but a lot of times, and I don't want to really spoil strategies here, but a lot of times I try to look at guys who have week 14, 15, 16 good matches. not alone. I'm sure a lot of us do. And I don't like that for Patrick Mahomes. And Dan is really excited about this, as he should, because he's acquiring a stud. But is this more of an on-paper move than it is an actual move? Is Patrick Mahomes going to be
0: as good as we know Patrick Mahomes to be, especially coming off this injury? This is a lame answer, but it's impossible to tell right now. Of course. I love... Like, if he's back to even 90%, he's a game-changer. Yeah. Period. Like, full stop. He can transcend any defense. He will beat them all. The Bears haven't looked like the Bears of last year in the same way. Like, Denver's defense doesn't scare anybody. Yeah, New England, sure. But look what Lamar Jackson just did to them on Sunday night. Like, I think Mahomes will be fine.
1: That's fair. Let's move on to the second last trade we need to talk about because Franco is... Cutting ties with Zach Ertz, trading Ertz and a, set, and a 13th sorry to Nick for a 5th round pick. Nick just still shaking up his team trying to make this playoff. Trying to add. There.
0: Another buy low guy. And, and how do and you worked. feel about Zach Ertz? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be great week to week. Dallas Goddard is a full blown part of that offense. I've yep. said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, but Ertz had a great week this week, so like... If that's what you're if that's Nick's idea of winning the trade, and it literally helped win him this week without Absolutely. Ertz's touchdown, he loses. And I know we could say that about any player, but like that's what he needed him for. And if it got you that win that can push you into the playoffs. Isn't the trade worth it? Nick just showing his savvy
1: again and again and again because he has dealt with adversity from the beginning of mm-hmm. this year, knowing that he didn't have draft picks, knowing that coming off that win last year, he traded away any pick he had, yep. and Ertz putting up more points this week than the last three plus weeks combined, so, I mean, props to Nick, man, and we'll get to the matchup later, but I think that's a solid pickup, and it's just unfortunate for fucking Franco, man. Held on to him all year <sighs> long, doing the dual tight ends, and... I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get to He's that. He's had some shit luck this year, but... Last trade of the week, it's you. And this is huge because another keeper is traded and you cut ties with Antonio Brown, dealing him an 11th and a 12th to Franco for a 6th and a 9th. That's so nice. And gotta get your reaction on this on the pod. Uh,
0: My reaction is good fucking riddance. Yeah, I'm done with that dude, man. I don't care if he comes back and performs like a wide receiver one again. I think those odds are slim to none, but I think he's going to end up on an NFL team as soon as next season. I think he will. It's just the NFL. It's the way it works. Um, But I am very happy to have him off my team, and the biggest move for this, the biggest reason why the timing for this was important is because We're coming down to bye week apocalypse here. Everyone's going on buys. I need that roster flexibility. You can't have a bench spot being tied up if you're going to be a playoff team to a guy that's not playing football. That cannot happen. So I needed the flexibility. I picked up Matt Ryan in his place. Now I can pick up whatever I need, right? Whatever week is necessary. If two RBs on a bye, I think in week 11, I'll need that spot. So that's all it was about, and get what you can. I got two picks for a guy that's not even in the league, so... I really, really like this
1: note that you brought up before we started this pod. And that's about keepers being traded. This is massive because there have been the following keepers traded just this season. Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, Todd Gurley, Adam Thielen, Phil Lindsay, Joe Mixon, and Antonio Brown. That is seven keepers from last year into this season tones that were traded this year. Boy, that's a league record. This has never been seen before, never been done before. Is it just because all of these guys are, like, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to process this. It's just like, are we actually ready to make trades in this league on a frequent basis? Finally! You were clamoring for this and we four years. and five. And here it is, man. It's unbelievable. Just a reminder, just a reminder, everybody, quickly, that the trade deadline is this Saturday, the 9th of November, at midnight. You're welcome.
0: Go ahead. The keeper situation is interesting, because there's some of these guys are still very, very relevant, and will be keepers going forward. Guys like Fournette, guys like Thielen, for sure, like... The AB, Mixon, Lindsay, Keenan's girlies of the world are still up in the air, and it just depends on team makeup of what happens in the offseason. But, like, I don't know. I think it's cr- kind of crazy that we're seeing a changing of the guard. And I think I said it, like, early in the year. Like, this draft class is coming in. Young guys are emerging the last two draft classes. Like, guys, like... Courtland Sutton's a great example, right? Yeah. That guy is getting better and better every single week, it seems. And I don't know if he's a keeper after this year, but, like, maybe after next season he might be, right? Guys like that will emerge. Who's going to be that Adam Thielen that comes out of nowhere, right? The changing of the guard is happening. Your team's about to drop a ton of players back into the draft. Those could be keepers for somebody else. Everyone's keepers next year is going to look drastically different. Literally everybody's. Yeah. I don't know, maybe except Dan yeah. But, like, even he'll have some decisions to be made. Would you be shocked if he kept Chris Godwin? I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, on, on so many teams, Godwin would
1: probably be a keeper, but because of Dan's talent, is probably not as likely. Probably but not as likely. It's but. incredible to see this many keepers traded in one season, though. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is, I think, the big point here. Don't doubt. Why don't we move on to the matchups? Let's and do it! The big one that we want to start with is one that had a big, big deal coming into Monday night, and it's Nick versus Dan. And Nicky pulls out one of the, uh, probably the only dub he's pulled out in close quarters this year because he has been so snake bit, but Dan trailing by 13 points heading into Monday Night Football. Nick has Tate. Dan has Ingram and Saquon coming in. This is no contest, right? Mm. Nicky's Nicky's going to lose this thing. Mm.
0: Big mountain to climb. Saquon Barkley. I know. I know. Against Dallas though. It's not, it's no, it's no cakewalk. Uh, I this was the first. This was butt clenching week, baby. Oh boy, chat was lit tonight. Everyone was fired up. We were locked into Cowboys Giants. Only one player in this league actually gave a shit about the outcome of that game, and it was Ryan because he's a Cowboys fan. The rest of us were strictly watching for what's going on in these matchups. And this was the first one, and it was a doozy. I mean man poor nick like that's or poor dan that's got to be frustrating like you have two guys you trade it for engram saquon's a fucking stud and you cannot come from behind to beat nick that's a tough l to take i know he's still six and three all is good with dan but like oh those those are the ones that really piss you off tate catches all
1: six of his targets for 42 yards ends up rushing for a little bit more he has 5.8 points if you're nick and I told you that coming into this game, that Tate would only put up 5.8 points. You think, I'm going to lose. Oh, yeah. Saquon puts up 9.5. Ingram puts up 5 after Dan acquires him. You know what? It's not good enough, man. Not good enough. <laughs> not good enough, Dan. Woo! Dan falls. There's a spicy. Dan falls to 6-3. and three. And you know what? As a team in the top four right now, watching Dan lose, that's good for me. With Nick moving to 4-5, and five, that's good for everyone, I think. Especially for... Dan to lose that game. That's a big deal. I mean, don't get me wrong, Dan. Your team is sick. The power rankings later are going to reflect that. Reflect that. By the way, it's power rankings it's week.
0: It's power rankings we are, week. We'll, we'll get
1: to that later. Ow. but Damn, it's power rankings week. We're going to piss some people off. Yeah, thank God I won this week for power rankings. But anyway. Yeah, We'll see. Uh, Nikki puts up a buck 25. Congratulations, man.
0: Christian Nick. McCaffrey does it again. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Before we get to McCaffrey, Nick needed this. Last week, taking that L Franco, I was saying that Oh, man, that's a tough one to take because you need to get the wins against the guys that you're supposed to beat. Well, he it was a marquee matchup for this exact reason. If Nick can pull off a dub against Dan, all is good. You held serve, you're 1-1 one and one in that little mini stretch, everything's good, you're on the same track. If he were to lose this week, we would have been sounding the alarms for Nick and going, man, this might be just a good team that falls short of the playoffs just for... Bad luck. That and that bad luck would remind me so much of what your team
1: did that one year. Where we always go back to year one, I believe it was, where you were so snake bit, you finished six. It was just like, oh come on! Like most points four, second most points four, and you just couldn't do it. I mentioned McCaffrey before, mm-hmm. and it's a decent transition now because Nikki wins. And how do we not make Christian McCaffrey our Greg Jennings Performer of the Week? Fuck it, you can't stop me, McCaffrey. Are you kidding me? This guy has done double digits. In every single, he's put up, he's put up five points. He put up five points in week two. He put up 17 points in week six. And other than that, it's been 20 or more. It's been like clockwork. 34.6 points this week. One of the highest scorers of the week, period. Like this guy's an absolute freak. And, And you mentioned this. This is a guy that can win you weeks. And as a contending team, I am scared of this guy. When you said
0: it in the chat, it makes total sense. I am scared of this player. This Why can't this exact scenario happen in the quarterfinals yeah. or the semifinals or the fucking finals? Why can't this happen? We just saw it. McCaffrey can win you weeks. Those players are game changers. And Saquon's going to win Dan weeks. He already has. But those are the types of guys that get you over the hump. So let's do some quick math. Ready? Yep. Christian McCaffrey puts up 34.6
1: points. Here are some of the other point totals on Nick's team this week. 5.8, 7.2, 6, 6, 5. Mm-hmm. Those are bad totals. But the 34 points with no one else in the 20s gives Nick 125 points this week. Doesn't matter. 125 points wins you a playoff week, especially yep. week 14. Yep. Big As time. a team who right now personally is looking from the outside in of a buy, I am afraid to go up against a team like Nicky who's got a player like that. Yep. That is horrifying because in one week you're right exactly in one week anything can happen he does it on both sides of the it's fucking insane what this guy can do
0: best player in fantasy no doubt right now right absolutely
1: yeah absolutely so congratulations to nick dan suck on that one and we move on to the next matchup it's rich what up rich wins again he defeats franco 107 to 74 rich now has the best active win streak of six games ryan's Win streak. Kaput! As in, we're going to get... Yeah, we'll get to Ryan. But seven games is the longest win streak of the season. Rich now has six. Congratulations to Rich.
0: Yeah, big one for Rich. Uh, Do we call it a cheap win? 107 isn't, like, that great. It was a low-scoring week overall, so maybe 107 in relative to the week is okay. Sure. I don't know. I look at Rich's team, and I know he keeps winning. But I feel like his team is, like, still trending downward somehow. And I know the dubs are dubs and bank the dubs and it's all good. But, like, like you were saying about the top four, like, you guys are all so close together that you got to split hairs sometimes. And right now, Rich's team, it's like 86 two weeks ago, 107 this week. That's not scaring you at a peak time in the season. T.Y. Hilton's now out for several weeks. He doesn't have a ton of wide receiver depth. Mike Williams isn't scaring anybody. And Rich literally picks the wrong RB2 every single week. Until that gets figured out, and I don't know what the receiver depth, how that can even be figured out. He may have missed the boat on a lot of trades. He's got to be active this week in order for me to look at his team going, okay, he's good. Especially with T.Y.O. He was a big part of his squad. And, like, yeah. Tyreek's going to do what he's got to do. Tyreek had a huge week this week. He only put up 107 points. Going up against you, going up against Dan, going up against Ryan in a playoff game. 107 points is not going to cut it. Wouldn't cut. You wouldn't. You might not even cut it against me or fucking Rob, who put up 137 points. You might be the sixth seed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like one big week next week and we could... This whole conversation is erased. But... I just feel like there's just a lot of red flags with his squad that, like, it's not time to sound the alarms yet because he's winning. But, man, you got to be worried.
1: He's winning six in a row. The only thing I'm worried about with Rich, and it's not a lot, because he's putting up – he finds ways to put up points, whether it's Deshaun Watson, Tyree Kill, whether it's Dalvin Cook. The points come. And we talk about a guy like Dalvin Cook in a similar uh, wavelength of Christian McCaffrey. The guy wins you weeks, right? And this is what Rich has dealt with over the last few weeks. Here's what I think. If Rich goes into the the playoffs with a healthy receiving core, the question mark for me is what happens at his RB2 hole with Edmonds and David Johnson. Because if both come back healthy, I wonder if this is going to be a situation like Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Eckler. Who to start on any given week. If you're forced to play Tevin Coleman in your RB2 slot of week 15
0: in the fantasy semifinals, That's a problem. You're praying to God he's the guy that gets the majority of the work. Like, it's just his week. Yeah. Which, it seems like every single week in that backfield, it's somebody fucking new. It's crazy.
1: And that backfield turned out to be a nightmare situation for Rich. Because he's got the handcuff in Edmonds when David Johnson goes down. Congratulations. Then Edmonds gets hurt and is now on a week-to-week basis. If those guys both come back healthy at the same time, Legitimate. Who the fuck do you start on any given week? Who do you start? And that's tough. I don't think there's a problem to be had here because it's only week nine going into week 10. But if we go into week 14 and we're asking the same questions about Rich's roster that we are right now, if you're him, you have to be worried in a year that you guaranteed a bye week. Not so much a guarantee. I'm sorry. He did say five week or bust.
0: Essentially, Five week or bust. Right. Yeah. I uh, man, this is the thing too. Is like, and I even think he'll tell you this. Like, I don't think we're breaking any news to Rich. Like, even if Ty is back and gets back in a couple weeks, I don't want to spend too much time on this. But like, what do you? St- who do you start? McLaurin, who's like slowed down after a great start, or like Tyler Boyd or Mike Williams, like. Marvin Jones, you're taking a shot. It's a similar deal to Tevin Coleman. Is he the guy that's going to get the touchdowns this week, or is it going to be Galladay, or is it going to be the tight end, or is it going to be the running backs? Like, it's just, you never, there's no sure thing at the wide receiver 3-4 spot compared to yourself and Dan, who are just getting automatic points from those spots, which is massive.
1: Well, Tyler Boyd trending in the wrong direction. That guy was a wide receiver 2 for the first 5 weeks of the season. His last 3 weeks one, 3-6 and six points. Yeah. He had a bye week this week. And they just benched Andy Dalton, are going to their backup, and A.J. Green is expected back yeah. next week for the Bengals. That's no bueno. That's not good. Marvin Jones is a flex position guy because he puts up 18 points or two in any yeah. given week. I'll take that for my flex. Sure, sure, sure. But Terry McLaurin and Mike Williams are not wide receiver 2-3 guys. So They were in like week 4. Not now. I understand the question marks. A healthy T.Y. changes a, the whole makeup of this roster. And it really, the, that, that Arizona backfield is going to be a huge story. It yeah. seems like Rich always gets fucked by the Arizona backfield, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs>
0: it seems true, but it feel like it's only actually been two years. But
1: like. Yeah, I feel like one year he owned three guys in that backfield and yeah. they were all just trash. But anyway. We should talk about Franco. Um,
0: we can, yeah. The deadline's this Saturday. I've already pushed the button on Franco. I've already given them the here you go, see ya. He's now 3-6, 74 points this week. Like we mentioned last week, only three times in 100 points. He's consistently below that 100. Yeah. He's got some decisions to be made this week. And, like, maybe him trading Mixon for a mid-round pick is the signal to the league, hey, I'm selling, but I don't know. I get the sense he's not, but I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's going to do. Here's what I know. All I know about Franco is that there is no
1: chance in hell he's getting rid of Alvin Kamara. So that guy is his building piece for the future. When it comes to next week, I don't know what the fuck that guy's going to do because I don't know on any given week what he's trying to do. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll have to see s- it play out. We'll have to see it play out. Let's move on.
0: Doors, uh, uh, oh, oh. Yeah. it's time to celebrate. Are we celebrating? We're celebrating. Celebrate. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> uh. Anytime you hand my daughter an L on this podcast, you get to celebrate. You should. As suck see, it, Mike. As There's a lot of fucking yapping. Hey, oh, Zeke's going to take your lunch money on Monday night. <laughs> guess again. 94 to 90. So you won. Okay, Yeah, Hello. Uh, no, no, like no.
1: myself here. Yeah, so hold on. L- let's back
0: it up here. You led Oh 90- will I suck oh. it, Mike?
1: <laughs> you led 94 to 76, an 18-point deficit heading into Monday night. Only Zeke left. All right? Zeke didn't do... Zeke things. And that's unfortunate for Mike Dotto, who had a lot of confidence coming to this week. For a team Mucho confidence For a team who has been as bad as Mike's team has been, he's had raging boners of confidence this year, which is really surprising. Really, really surprising. The
0: dude's
1: 1-8. Let's just talk about your team quickly for a second. Go ahead. I have a comment to make about Emmanuel Sanders because he gets traded to a competent offense with a solid quarterback. His value goes through the roof. Understandably, he is... I, I, I mean, there's four wide receivers there, but he is the wide receiver one. And yeah, friend, yeah,
0: it's crazy. They're all The other guys are so young. And it was like my big thing, like real NFL for a second. Like I was not afraid of their passing game whatsoever. And if anyone was, like Dante Pettis isn't scaring anybody. So aside from Kittle, they needed at least one other weapon. They go and get Emmanuel Sanders, this guy who still can get open. It's great
1: and i love you starting two san fran 49ers on thursday night which had to have been scary and putting up 30 points between the two the but shocking, the thing, too, the shocking was thing yeah the shocking thing was san fran's defense only had the 3 points but anyway love the start love you having sanders right now and it's funny we talked about rich before hmm. rich was very interested in sanders very interested in Sanders. I was telling you
0: that? You got your sauces over there? No. I just saw your fucking, uh, fucking Schefter over here. Alex yeah. Schefter. I don't yeah, know yeah. why I went Boston for a second. I don't know. I'm not sure why. Schefter just made sense there. Yeah, I don't understand why that happened. Marcus Smart.
1: But, um, uh, that, there was a trade that was potentially brewing between the two of you way back for Sanders. Not
0: really, because he does not answer his text messages. You could have him on his team, but he doesn't answer his phone. Interesting. Yeah. You gotta answer your phone to make trades. Rich. That's surprising.
1: Rich? Yeah. Well, congrats, yeah. congratulations on the win. Your team looked really good this week. There was a couple. Well, I mean, 94 points is not good. I really liked Emmanuel Sanders. I really like Kittle finally getting on the board. I don't like Carson fumbling, but I think he's solid. Henry yeah. Jones is not going to put up three or less points. That, that whole Green Bay offense yeah, it was, was a, a disaster. Oh when gosh. are we going to see that again? I don't like this. Keenan Allen. This is not yeah. good. Yep. His last six weeks have been really terrible. And the trade happened in about week five or six. Here's Keenan Allen's last six weeks. Four, one, three, six, five, four. You traded Leonard Fournette to get a wide receiver one slash two Mm -hmm. in return, and you acquired a waiver wire guy. You acquired Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. So, so I mean, you can say what you will. You had running back depth. You don't necessarily miss Leonard Fournette, but what you are missing is the production you expected to get in return. So how are you feeling about this right now?
0: Uh, It's definitely frustrating. I owned him last year, and it was a similar deal. Like, he just, as soon as I traded him to Nick, I felt like he got pretty hot. And, like, this is what Keenan does, man. Like, he just gets on these droughts. Like, it's fucking so strange. And Like, that offense doesn't click for, like, games that they should click against. It's just so strange. Like, you have a guy like that, throw to that dude 10 times a game, he's going to come up with like eight of those balls and he'll have production. Like put that guy in fucking new England. You can say that about a lot of guys, but like, my God, he'd be like a top five wide receiver every single year. The talent's there. I just got to ride the wave, man. Like it's going to come. It's just going to come. Like he dropped a touchdown two weeks ago. That shit happens. Like, what can you do? It's Philip Rivers who throws fucking underneath arm throw. Like it doesn't make fucking sense. Uh, so I don't know, man. There's nothing to do. It's very frustrating. I gotta just ride the wave. Better days are ahead, I think.
1: Do you know how many children Philip Rivers has? Multiple. Guess. How many kids does Philip Rivers have? I'll give you a hint. He just had a baby. 69. Okay, no.
0: Give me a number. 12.
1: Demo. Okay, no. Did I nail it? Oh. Antonio Cromarty has 14 children. Fuck. Oh, God. Famously. Famously after he had a vasectomy and had three more after the vasectomy how two years that? ago. How is that possible? Philip Rivers has nine kids.
0: Seven girls. A bunch of weird-looking, throwing kids. And two boys. Oh, my God. We're bolos. Good oh, times. God.
1: Quick note about Mike Dotto, who's got Gardner, Minshew, Josh Lambeau, my and boy. Philadelphia's defense all on a bye next week, with no replacements for either of them set to go. What up? Mike Dotto, full disclaimer from the league to you. You're only allowed three pickups a week. You need three pickups. Get to work, my friend. Get to work. Let's move on. Yeah. Who you got next? We got Rob. Rob!
0: Big Dubs, what? what
1: is happening?
0: Second straight win for Rob. He's now four and five. What? Fuck this guy! Fantasy is the stupidest. Why do we do this? So dumb. He beats the best team in the league. He beats Ryan, who now falls to seven and two. The score more impressive. One thirty-seven to sixty-nine. Say it with me, people. No. Nice. Nice, um, nice, nice. Rob puts up the best week this week. One thirty-seven. He's now one two in a row, like I mentioned before. Yeah. This is exact like I, this is the last time I'm gonna say it. This is the last time I'm gonna say it, but this is the reason why I say it. Anything can happen in yeah. any given week. I don't give a shit what trades you made, who the fuck you have in your squad, what the pundits say. As we know last week they're losers. How did Ty Johnson do this <laughs> week? We'll get to that. Um it's fucking it's ridiculous. Like anyone can win. Yeah. Anyone can win.
1: Good for you, Rob. I have to say this about Ryan. I mean, you weren't. Ryan was not going to put up 137 points this week at all. But he did have Julio, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup yep. on a buy. Big this boys. Is on a buy. Excuse me. This is the first time that Ryan has not reached 100 points this season. The seven-game win streak Snapped. It all came crashing down on Ryan in one week, but the team is still fucking solid. He is still seven and two, and he is still the best team in the league as it stands right now in the standings. So it's just it's interesting that the top team in the league scored the fewest amount of points. Hundred
0: percent. Bye weeks are tough. Yeah, I understand. Definitely man. tough. So it's it's tough. Like he probably still would have lost regardless. Like one thirty seven is a huge number. That's tough to beat. Um So yeah. Uh, Fuck! Lucky beat me last week, or else he'd be—you uh, he wouldn't be where he is right now. But yeah, Team Brownface loses. Oh, a game for the first time
1: in eight weeks. Does this mean—is this the end—that we finally get a team name change? Because at this point, boys, your team name is the team name that's going to be on the fucking trophy if you win it. Whoa! And it's not going to be you, Mike. It's not going to be you, Michael. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there, Ryan, All right? This is you got to think of something now, man. Oh,
0: keep it, Ryan. This is keep it. Keep it, keep it. His blood is boiling. I'm looking at it boiling right now. You know now. what? I, honestly, it's kind of growing on me. But oh my god! But you racist bastard!
1: If it's if there's any time to make a change, it's got to be right now. So you know what, Ryan? You're still first in the league, Rob. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. You're somehow Ridic- doing He's it. He's
0: four and five. What the fuck is going on here?
1: I don't know. Pittsburgh defense putting up 19 points. And they've actually... Doesn't really matter. Good. You
0: can't say that. You're fucking on the Pats all year. That's true. That's true. You know what? I don't have a lot to say about this matchup anymore, man. I don't. Uh, it's worth noting Philip Lindsay, who he just acquired 15 points. Pretty solid. He did exactly what Ryan got him for. I need help on bye weeks. Boom. Slot him in there fifteen points. He and looked great.
1: He looked great. Yeah. You know what though? Royce has looked good on great on weeks two. It's so bizarre. Right? It's and Royce didn't look bad. Flip. It's yeah.
0: so strange. It's tough to figure Phillip out. Philip
1: Lindsay's fifteen points was actually the highest scoring total in his entire lineup. That's correct. He also didn't get a touchdown from oh no, he got one from Lindsay. Alright. Damn. Yeah. Ryan. Genius.
0: Even in losses, right? Even in losses, he's a genius. You know who didn't lose this week? Go ahead. Me. Should we celebrate? No. No, all right. no, no, no. I'll no reserve that for G. That's gods. fine.
1: I moved to six and three with a win over CRG, who moves to three falls, to three and six, one twenty eight to one eighteen. My dude, it came down to Monday night, and please describe what happened and tell them about my reaction.
0: Oh my goodness. Your boy was fucking Stressed out, like we're talking Kramer with the for uh, not Kramer, uh, fucking Jerry sleeping in Kramer's place with the Chicken Shack coming in. Oh, I'm stressed. He was rattled, yeah. 112 to 77 heading into tonight. You had Amari Cooper, yeah, Brett Maher, and, and Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. Yeah, your boy CRG has Jason Witten. This is the second time in like four weeks mm. Jason Witten has been involved in a Monday Night Football game for a dub. Why, he's been on all of our teams. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, yeah. um it's not looking good for you. Only a couple drives off to the Cowboys. Not many opportunities. Clock winding down real fast. You're stressed. You're worried. Boom! 45-yard Amari Cooper touchdown. <sighs> oh, my God. You straight up lost it. I thought you were going to just sprint out of the fucking window of your balcony and just topple over to your death, but you would have been happy on the way down. Ah. <laughs> oh. You were fired up. When
1: you entered my condo in the third quarter, I said to you, Tones. I need a 40-yard Amari Cooper touchdown. That's yep. how I'm going to win. I'm doing the math. Okay, 6 for Amari, 4 for Dak, that's 10. The yardage, that's another 14. And then maybe 2 for... I'm like, that's it. I just need a, I need a 40-yard touchdown.
0: And I'm sitting there going like, this fucking guy's crazy. Why am my friends with this, dude? Like, yeah. look at this guy. Like, he doesn't need a 40-yard touchdown. He maybe he just needs like 2 catches, 20 yards. The no! The touchdown could be a 1-yarder. And a 40-yard touchdown! That doesn't fucking matter. Sure and enough, it, boom. I got a 45-yard touchdown.
1: Oh! Why, yo? That was big. I felt really big because I expected to lose when Adam Thielen went down this week, and that really hurt, because I didn't actually watch the beginning of the 1 o'clock games. I got the text messages and the notifications and the, haha, you're a loser, fuck you, Mike Dotto. But Adam Thielen goes down in the first quarter, records yeah. zero points against the guy that I acquired him from in CRG. Nostra CRG Damas. Ah, Knows what's up.
0: Honestly, man. You, you acquired an injured player. That's on you. Um, I acquired two injured players. That's yeah. on me. And Mark Cooper is currently always injured. Bang let's, let's take a look. You, you touched on it there. Let's let's take an overview. This is the first week with the New Look Squad. Yeah. Let's take a look. Feeling gets hurt. Yeah. Juju puts up a huge dud. Yeah. Huge dud. Odell still stinks. I don't understand it. It's fucking insane. Give that man the fucking rock. He's probably the best receiver in the league. You know what's sad? 8.9 points out of Odell, who was on my bench, was actually a good week for him this year. Which is fucking... Really good. What? That was like, oh shit, down week for Odell last year. Like, it's crazy. You're telling me Baker Mayfield can't do what Eli Manning has done in the last three? It's fucking so stupid. Anyway, uh, Amari Cooper was excellent. Lockett was fucking ridiculous. Had 18 targets. Yeah. Nonsense. Uh, So overall... Those two things, those last two are good. Amari Lockett. Yep. Going forward, this does not look like the juggernaut that you maybe thought you were acquiring. Hemi injuries are no bueno, amigo. That sucks. And even if he's back, that can happen again. Ask the Leonard Fournette owner, man. It sucks. Oh, he's back this week. Cool. In the lineup. Second play of the game. Yeah, I tweaked it. Out he goes. Zero in your bench. Yeah. Or zero in your lineup. No bueno. What I
1: want to happen with... Adam Thielen right now is him to miss multiple weeks Mm -hmm. to rest it up Mm -hmm. and to do whatever it takes to heal that up especially with the Vikings actually the Vikings and the Packers are both atop the NFC book right now anyway what I want to happen is him to rest because I have depth at wide receiver with AJ Green Hopefully coming back yep. and maybe being a contributor as a wide receiver. Let's call it two slash three. Yeah, I don't know anything. There would be helpful. Team.
0: Yeah, the backup QB.
1: The one thing I'll say about <clears throat> Odell is that his schedule is about to get a little bit easier after Buffalo. He's got Pitt, Miami, then Pitt again, then Cincy, then at Arizona. Those are the next five weeks leading into Week 15. If there's ever a time to get this guy right, it's now. We said that about Le'Veon coming into this week. Who puts up? Twelve points in RB two numbers this week. It's not great against Miami, yeah. but his next week's coming up. Talking about schedules, at home against the Giants, at Washington, at home against Oakland, at Cincy, Miami again.
0: That's the next five weeks. I don't buy it with love. I watched that game, man. Like, well, I watched Red Zone, and that game was on a decent amount, and I had a lot of style. Darnold and Robbie Anderson started, so I watched that game. Lev looked terrible. That offensive line specifically looked terrible. He has nowhere to go. It's like yards per carry were like 2.9 or something in that game. It was fucking ridiculous. They fed him like crazy, and they only got 12 points in a cake matchup. That offense is a mess.
1: I understand. All I'm saying is if I'm only expecting Lev to be an an RB2 and Jacobs can produce... And the wide receivers do what they could do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know.
0: I'm I not you, saying I think you need a running back. Personally.
1: I that's fair. I'm not saying that I'm the top contender right now. I'm not even in the top three, in my opinion, but Whoa, we'll get there. We'll get there. But but it's nice to despite having a guy who puts up zero and having Juju putting up one, and this week I was the second highest scorer. Yeah. And New yeah. England's defense came back down to earth crashing, and put up four points. So fuck all y'all saying that the New England defense is the only thing that this kid's leaning
0: on. Nah, you can't do it now, buddy. Without without that defense, fuck, man, you're at least four and five right now. Given your receiver situation at the start of the year, come on. You basically started an extra RB1 every single week. It helped cloud a lot of the fuck-ups in your lineup. Not on you, but like Odell Beckham, fuck-up this year. Uh, Juju, fuck up Lev, fuck up I don't know 27 points out of your defense on a weekly basis That'll mask a lot of that shit Let's say
1: I finish fourth Yeah And I play Nicky in the in the first round Because he finishes fifth Nick has McCaffrey Yeah We play each other This is the week He puts up 125 I put one up 128 I won Woo! I won, that would, and I didn't. That would have been a hell of a showdown. I'm just saying, and I had one point from Juju, and I had four points we'll from see. New England. I had we'll zero see. from Thielen. We'll see. So do I feel good? No, but I feel good enough. I moved to six and three. I feel pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. Didn't move in the standings, but hey,
0: feel good. Feeling good. Is it time? It's time. We gotta give the people what they want. Let's give them what they want. Oh, we're breaking on something new this week, boys! Because we're all
1: excited all the time about Power Rankings, because they're powerful rankings. They're extremely powerful. They shake the fantasy core of this league. And Power Rankings are how this pod was born. Oh. We were founded upon Power Rankings. After several
0: beers... We that were drunk as fuck. That was such a great idea. We should repost the original. Post. No, I don't even think I have it still. Oh, what? I don't know. It's buried deep in the loins of my computer, which is on the last legs here. That's awful. Let's get to it. It's not awful. It's okay, man. You gotta let let the past be the past, man. We're living in the now, bro. Yeah,
1: sure, sure, sure. Do we start from the back end? We do. That's how we do this, right? We do. Let's it's revisit, let's
0: revisit week me. six. Sure. Okay, you weren't here for week six. No. I did this solo. And let me tell you, shit was moving, all I, right? I
1: agreed with, for what it's worth, I agreed with your, your analysis. bet
0: your ass you agreed on with On a bus to Seville. <sighs> Jesus Christ. So, okay. I thought it was great. Week 6, number 10 was Mike, obviously. Number 9 was Franco. Number 8 was Rob, which is crazy, because Rob was number 2 at week 3. Uh, number 7 wow. was CRG. Number 6 was Nick. Number 5 was Yo Boy. Number 4 was Rich. Number 3, Doria. Number 2, Ryan. Number 1 Dan, this week, not as much moving and shaking, but more interesting moving and shaking. We know more now. Let's start with number 10.
1: We know the same thing about number 10. It's Mike because his team is bad. Trash. His team is just bad, and without Zeke, it would be so, so bad. I mean, Derrick Henry's cool. Yeah. He really likes what he's getting. I already admitted I was
0: wrong on Derrick Henry. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. No,
1: totally. But his team is bad, and he's got one win. straight trash. And it was a fun win. Yeah. Number nine... That team's not good either right now. Franco Tanko. Franco.
0: Uh, <laughs> Franco should be Tanko. Oh my God! But that's he ain't really tanking. I don't know why. Uh, tank Franco. Tank. Thank God
1: my team is not bad because to rip. <laughs> wow. To rip to like just just let's just back it up for one second to rip on my team every single week the way that we rip on some of these bottom teams and i mean they deserve it their team is bad exhausting but oh my god it would be like i'd have to just i'd have to quit the league
0: you'd have to be honest with yourself and understand
1: that your team sucks that's that's the point but then that would in turn mean that i suck and i don't want to suck yeah you suck sometimes okay let's move (laughs) on (laughs) To someone who is down one, down one from last First mover. time. It's CRG, it's CRG. See ya, and down one because he's I mean, he put up points this week, yeah, absolutely did. Thought but when you're that. trading everyone and you're projecting forward, it's not going to look good for this guy. The sixth place finish that I had always dreamed and hoped of, it's not going to happen, yeah. CRG, you're down because you're going to be bad, and this is the point. You acquire all these picks, things are going to be great, it's not now. Sorry I beat you. Moving on.
0: Mm-hmm. Rob, somehow. Number seven. Number seven. The first seller, in air quotes. The guy who's been tanking from fucking week two, it seemed. It's insane. He is number seven and is currently in a fucking playoff spot. Ugh. As it stands now, people, not a joke. He is fifth in the fucking league in a three-way tie with your boy and Nick. I can't What it. is happening? It's fucking insane. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, he's at number 7.
1: Up 1 from the previous rankings to number 7. At number 6, Nick does not move. And 6 and 5, we have never spent more time thinking of any power ranking in the history of this league than what we did trying to figure out 6 and 5. Yeah, Nick at at 6 is all about, and let's just, let's just move on and say it because we just got to get there, it's you at five, mm-hmm. and both of you stay still. And I think the selling point here, it, it's kind of twofold. It's your depth and the projection forward of what's going to happen in the rest of the season. I like your depth. I like Christian McCaffrey, but I don't really like a ton else In the grand scheme of the roster. And I like your roster. And I also like your depth. And that's why I think we're pushing you forward there. Despite the records and despite where the points for stand right now. I think that's irrelevant. I just think that right now, based on the roster makeup, we got to give you the slight edge.
0: Yeah, I'm cool with that, obviously. Let's move on. Let's get to the top four. I moved down one
1: from three, where you had me last time. Dagger. And you had Rich and I in a very, very tight battle. It was so close. That deliberation was probably as tough for you as it was for you and I to figure out five and six between you and Nick. I understand why you put me ahead of him at the time. Things were looking good. Kind of moving in the right direction. Yeah. Things in the last couple weeks have not looked so good for me. I win this week,
0: but Rich has won six in a row. And that's the thing is like... We can poo-poo, like I was saying, Rich, red flags, whatever, whatever. He still won six in a row. And I couldn't justify putting, like, you and I just couldn't sit there and be like, we can't put a guy who's won six in a row, currently the hottest team in the league officially, at number four. It just doesn't make sense. But the next time we do this, which is three weeks from now, this might be a different story.
1: Rich... With point totals of 134, 123, and 115 in his six-game winning streak, but win totals of 89 and 86 in the six-game win streak. We can't really asterisk a win streak, but my God, it shouldn't be there. Regardless, I have had a couple of stinkers in there. My wide receivers have been so goddamn confusing. Between Odell and Juju and now Thielen and Amari, it's like, what the hell is going on any given week? Is AJ there? Is he not there? I don't know. The depth looks good on paper, but... It's not necessarily producing to what I need it to. So, I understand. I'm down one. Rich is up one. And we had another tough spot, but kind of got there on number two and number one.
0: Yeah, so let's do number one first. Congratulations.
1: No, I'm not going to jump. Oh my gosh, this is so fucking ghetto. <laughs> Congratulations to Ryan Wardle, who moves up to number one. And for the third time in our power rankings this season, we have
0: a new... Number one. Why is Ryan number one? Because Ryan's the best, man. He is. It's that simple. Yeah. Uh, Consistency. It's, I know, this was, I say it, everyone's good for it, do for it, like, you get one freebie dud week, everyone does it, okay? Ryan had his, now, in week nine. Prior to that, it was unbelievably consistent, we mentioned it in weeks past, I think we mentioned it two weeks ago, or maybe last week. The consistency cannot be ignored just based on one loss, uh, especially after Dan just lost. So, It makes sense. Ryan's the best team in the league right now. No way is that set in stone. No fucking way. I think... You and I went back and forth on this a little bit. I think, based on projecting forward, Dan has the best team in the league. But, we can't justify it right now. Dan also has more
1: points for, especially after this week. Because Ryan only putting up 69 nice points this week. But... Ryan's success coming into this week, we do power rankings, not on a weekly basis anymore, which I think is the right call. And I really like that we're doing that this year, but the seven game win streak can't be denied. This Cannot. is the first time that he's put up under hundred points. He has been, as you said, the most consistent team. And he had Cooper cup, Julio Jones and Todd Gurley yeah. on a buy. You can get 20 any given week out of cup. And Julio, and God knows what Todd Gurley is capable of doing. We know he's not the same, but still, he's very easily over 100 points with a competent roster. Not enough to beat Rob, but enough to continue the consistent point production. So despite the fact that we know that Dan has a good team, we know that Dan has the most points for in the league this week, we still believe that because of the success coming into this week, the last three weeks and what he's done, Ryan belongs there. He's still number one in the league, number one in your hearts, and number one in your pants.
0: Oh, whoa, whoa, yo, why, yo. You're welcome. Not my pants. Not my pants. Congratulations. I love you, Ryan.
1: Congratulations to Ryan, our third first place power rankings finisher, and we do it again in week 10, 11, 12. Nailed it. Which is Proud one week
0: before the end of the fantasy yeah. regular season. And that'll be Crazy. our last
1: power rankings of the
0: season until yeah, we get to the finals. Because it's announce the playoffs. Win. It's where the big boys show up. Mike. Uh, yeah, quick recap. Number one, Ryan. Number two, Dan. Number three, Rich. Number four, Doors. Number five, your boy, Tones. Number six, Nick. Number seven, Rob. Number eight, CRG. Number nine, Franco. Number ten, skip a line, Mike Dotto. Oh! Dagger. Suck on that one, Mike. Uh, No D-Bag of the Week this week because everyone behaved.
1: Everyone? Rel- yeah.
0: I, everyone. I- life was
1: good. There were a couple questionable ones. Yeah, a couple ones.
0: things, but, like, nothing we outrageous. We safety,
1: Washington Redskins doing weird things with Trent Williams, but nothing. Like, we're not going to lie.
0: We made this segment thinking it was going to be Mike every single week. Oh, oh let's make bit. fun of Mike. But Mike just hasn't done enough. Can't kick your horse while it's down, man. That's rough. That's true. Let's go to marquee matchups, man. Who do you let's got? Let's do it. Who do you like? I like me.
1: And this is not going <laughs> to surprise... Okay. <laughs> this is not going to surprise a lot of people, especially Rich, who thinks that I talk about my team too much on this podcast. But you know what? It's- Bro,
0: that was a year ago. Get over it. That was like eight years ago, asshole. People don't forget. Yes, people don't forget.
1: Fuck it. Whatever. I am 6-3. and three. Ryan is 7-2. and two. This is a big matchup. And guys like Rich and Dan will be watching this one closely. And I assume that the hope is that we tighten the gap. A win from me puts Ryan down to 7-3. and three. Mm-hmm. And I move up to 7-3. and three. Dan could move up to 7-3. and three. Rich could move up. Like, this is insane. This is wild how tight the top of the league is going to be. I feel like at this point, usually we have a bigger separation of number 1 and 2. We talked about 1 through 4 being a little tight, but the bi-week teams seem to really start separating themselves. We're into week 10 next yeah. year. We might have teams with all the same records? Like...
0: See, I'm, actually, I'm actually going to take the contrarian thought to what you're just saying. Because if you lose, I think it's way more impactful for the league. You would fall to 6-4. and four. Yeah. And let's say one of Rob, myself, or Nick wins, or multiple of those people win, we're only one game back of this supposed elite top four. Which means, to me, the top four isn't all that elite. It might be, like, maybe kind of what you're saying, is a top two instead of a top four. Which I think could happen. I understand Because you could that. lose. Rich could s- trend down. Like, I potentially think he's happening. You don't. But, like, I think could happen. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit. It's fair game. Let's do this. So, there are two teams next week hoping that I... Three teams, including
1: myself, hoping that I win. And that's Rich and Dan. If I'm those mm. two teams... I mean, let's Big be time. honest. Oh, tonight, tonight, I was cheering against Dan. And it was no secret. I was cheering against Saquon the entire time. I wanted Saquon to be bad so that Dan could lose and the league at the top gets tighter. The top teams want Ryan to lose next week. That is no doubt, because that makes the bye weeks all the more relevant. And Dan, with the most points for right now, and Rich, who's creeping up there on Ryan, they definitely want him to lose. For me, it's obvious. I want to win, man. I just want to win. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. And my schedule for the rest of the year after Ryan is two teams that are out of the playoffs in uh, Mike and Franco, and I got Nick. Okay. So let's get through Ryan Let's do this, baby. And then we'll see what happens after that.
0: All right. I All like right. it. I like it. It's going to be a good one. Um, I could easily be like you and just choose myself like a jackass. No, I'm just kidding. Because um, it is an interesting one. It's the battle of fifth and sixth potentially. It's, it is me and Nick. But I'm not going there. I think this one's actually more interesting. Now, stay with me here. I got Rob and Mike. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I know. But Rob's 4 and fucking 5. And I said last week, there might be one of these tanking teams that sneaks its way into 6th place. That could actually happen. Not only is it currently happening, but it's not even 6th place. Rob's in fucking 5th. If he wins next week, he's 5 and 5. Wrap your fucking brain around that for a second. Like, he will be 1 win away, essentially, from a playoff berth. Yeah. What... What? It's crazy. So I think that's the most intriguing matchup because he's playing Mike. And it should be an easy dub. It's a battle of two shit teams going head-to-head. But guess what? Rob's team could be a little less shitty than Mike's team. And that might be the difference. And this is exactly why fantasy football is the worst. The worst ever record in our league was
1: 1-1-11. One, one, and 11. Rob tie.
0: One and a one eleven and one, you mean? One eleven and <laughs> Who doesn't like that? Who goes win tie losses? Can we talk about the fact that my brain has been absolutely <laughs> You are a mush. disaster. Since I
1: got back from my trip, I have been a total mess.
0: I've been I've been getting chirped and rightfully so for my math skills live on this podcast. Oh, but man. I think you're having the rough week this week here. This, this week's a rough I'm having
1: a rough year for the most part, but I think that oh right now I'm in a rough stretch you of my brain.
0: You want to talk about something? Turn this into a therapist session. This, this is why, why I you, actually
1: man. agree with you. Never mind what you said. Let's just ignore everything that you just said. No. Here's why, to me, as the commission, the record bookkeeper, which is by the way open to the public on the top of the league. But this is why it's interesting. If Mike loses to Rob next week, here's the rest of his. Here's his schedule for the rest of the year. Me in week eleven. CRG and Ryan Mm -hmm. if Mike loses out he will finish with the worst record in home dick so
0: gross league history oh I love it wouldn't that be no better person to hold that honor than Mike Dotto Mike fucking Dotto you can't give us a trophy emoji on the pod suck it are we done I think we're done I think we're done that was pretty good week nine in the me books. Nine. That's depressing. We have
1: four weeks of the fantasy regular season left.
0: Don't say that, man. Don't say it. Don't and say it, man. you know what?
1: It's getting cold outside. Fuck
0: that. Why are you trying to fucking... You trying to put me down in depression here? Fuck off.
1: I was counting the numbers yesterday. November, December, January, February, March. That's five full months You're the plus worst. halves You're the worst. of winter. It's I hate you. Winter has I come. hate everything about you right now. On that note, Tones may not be here next week because he despises me. So, fuck winter. I will see you at the very least next week, boys, where we do our week 10 pod into the double digits of the fantasy regular season. Tones, see ya. Let me see your shoulders work. I mean, I don't know what y'all came here to do, but uh,
0: if you ain't got a lighter, what the fuck you smoking for?